You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mino Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. And that even makes me become a better person at work, right? And then I take that, all my learnings from work, I apply it to my business. I take my learnings from my business, I apply it to my work. So it's just this very good cycle that, you know, I keep fueling this part to fuel this part to fuel this part. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Dr. Phillips, founder of Oma Silk and My Dream Big Club. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and your ratings and reviews mean so much to us. All right, everyone. Dr. Phillips is a multi-hyphenate doctor, mother of three, wife, divisional vice president at Ride 8 Pharmacy, head designer at Omanista, founder of My Dream Big Club, and founder of Oma Silk. Having three children that all suffered from hair loss and eczema, Dr. Phillips quickly learned about the benefits of using pure silk fabric on her kids, but couldn't find any viable options on the market. Being the serial solution seeker that she is, she decided to solve her own problem by making silk accessories for newborns and beyond with Oma Silk. Her other business initiative that is near and dear to her heart focuses on providing a hub of support for young professionals that want to network and brainstorm with like-minded individuals on growth opportunities and support one another in stretching beyond their comfort zone. Oh my goodness, this is such a special treat. Dr. Phillips, welcome to Business of the Beat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kendra. I'm not used to you calling me that though. So <laughs> I know that's what I said. I was like, Dr. Phillips. I'm like, I hang out with her. Our children go to school together. But let me like be super respectful because getting that doctor. In front of your name, it is the utmost respect. So I am so happy to have you on the show today. I'm so happy I get to call you Dr. Phillips. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Call me Omoya, though, please, for the purpose of this <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Okay, switch it up. Just... Switch it up. Because I like we'll, my name, okay. too. <laughs> okay. We'll switch it up. Because your name has such significance yeah, everything that you're doing. So mm-hmm. actually, let's just like dive all the way in. Let's okay. talk about your name, who gave you your name, okay. and really who you are. Like, tell us everything. Okay, okay. Oh, that's a big one, Kendra, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> so my name is Amoya Phillips. Um, Amoya means I love children. It comes from the Benin language in uh, Nigeria, which is where I'm from originally. And um, it's such a beautiful name. I'm so happy my parents gave it to me. And um, it's really kind of shaped a lot of my life because I don't look at children as just children of my own. I look at it as well as like community, right? And I've always been a people person since the day I was, I want to say since I've really known myself, I want to say since probably age seven, I've always been that people person. When my parents had guests at home, I would be part of entertaining them. I would care. I would make sure that people were comfortable. My hospital hospitability skills, I think, are on point. Um, I'm very big about bringing people together. It's been in my life, right? Like I founded an organization called My Dream Big Club, which really brings young professionals together to dream big. 
I have three children of my own, which are my pride and my joy. And Kendra, you're familiar with them because yes, they go to school together and they're yes, amazing. Know. They get on my last nerves, but I love them to bits. Um, they're just becoming their own, right? And um, yes. I'm so happy with that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a name I'm very proud of. I'm very happy I got that name. And I think for me, even as a parent, I've tried to make sure I've kept the tradition going by giving my kids names with very impactful meanings. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting when we think about the name. Like, I always think about my name, Kendra Tierra Bracken Ferguson, naming my daughter Tierra, mm. and really just the importance of the name. And so I love how you talk about early on seven, like this is who I am. This is what my name means. And then the intentionality with your own three children. So what are their names and what do they mean? Okay. So my firstborn is Morenike and her name means like I have someone to care for. And that's from the Yoruba um, ethnic group in Nigeria. So Morenike means I have someone to care for. And then Dimeji is my second born who is my son. And his name means my blessings have doubled. And that was intentional because he really was, I mean, all of them are a blessing, but I felt like when he was born, our best, our blessings literally doubled, you know, and maybe even more, right? And then my third one is Adura. And that name is so powerful because it means prayer, which is really the core of my life, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it some more, but everything I do is grounded in my faith, in my prayer life, my meditation life. And it's just such a beautiful name. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of those name choices. I didn't do the like, you know, the one where parents do like the same letters and all that. I didn't do that. Nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm, I'm just excited. And you know, the funny thing, Kendra, we didn't even have names sometimes till like we were on the, at the birthing room. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? What are it's we going to name? It took us like two weeks to name Morenike properly. Like we couldn't send in anything to the secretary of state, nothing <laughs> because we were like, <laughs> we're still trying to decide, you know? So, but yeah, you know, I'm very happy with the name choices. Oh my goodness. I, I love this. And you always think about like when you meet people, what's the origin of their name? And mm -hmm. I think there's so much to be said about words, right? And you have the people who will say, these, these beautiful, positive words were spoken over me my whole life. And then you have the people who say, I didn't have that positivity spoken over me. And we sometimes forget the power of a name. Every time we call our children, either in their name or out of their name, <laughs> but it, there's so much beauty in that. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for sharing, because I think that it also sets the tone for just who you are. And I, I think about the fact that you are um, multi-hyphenate. Like in my intro of you, I talked about how you have this amazing high power career you're traveling, you're leading a business, and then you also have this very creative side of you as a designer, as an entrepreneur. So talk about how you are balancing kind of the duality of the corporate world and then becoming an entrepreneur. Whew, that's a that's another fantastic question because honestly, Kendra, I'm always I'm still balancing every day. <laughs> I don't have that silver bullet yet, but um, I think I'm definitely working in the right direction because it starts from the grounding for me, and that's where I'll talk more about my prayer and my meditation. So I have routines. It comes from strong routines. Um, am I always on point with my routines? Of course not, but I try to be because I notice the difference when I'm not right. So for me, prayer and meditation every morning, I have to journal, even if it's five, even if it's five words, even if it's just my gratitude journal, because I have two, um, I just, I'm very intentional in doing those things. Because like you said, the words we say to ourselves have huge impact and the words we actually put on paper have even bigger impact. In my opinion, I really feel like if you put your mind to something, if you want certain things like the life, you know, I want, I want my children to be very successful, whatever that means for them, right? I want them to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy myself. I want to like me. You know, I want to be in a space that I'm comfortable in. I want to have a community of people that are very real, um, very caring, right? I'm manifesting all these things for myself. That really helps me balance because I write those things down regularly. I pray about them and I spend time to med meditate. 
Um, something else that helps me with balance is exercise, right? Not doing as well as I am, as, as I should be right now, but um, at least I'm proud of myself. This morning, I went on a walk with my husband. Yes. Yes. So we make time for that. Um, I'm a morning person. So if I can be up at 4 a.m., I'm up at 4 a.m. Oh my gosh. Having three kids, I need to have me time. I actually like myself. I always say that, like, <laughs> I need my time. I love my kids, but I just need to, like, breathe and just know that this is me. And really be grateful for the day before. What are some things I'm happy about? What are some things I could have done better? You know, so I really, really try myself. I try my best to make sure that I get that morning time for myself. Um, I'm big on outsourcing. So if I certain chores at home, lots of things with my kids. I'm a very proud mom who is happy with delegating. I'm happy to pay people to drop off my kids. I don't derive joy in giving my kids bath every day. I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I don't mind doing it once in a while, but no, I'd rather sit down and read a book to them. I'd rather just play with them and dance with them. You know, I'm not, I'm very big on outsourcing. I'm okay with somebody else cooking their food if possible, (laughs) you know? So I don't really try to, I don't think there's a badge of honor to like do everything. I think when I look at my kids and I look at myself, what I want to project to them is like a mom that they're proud of, a mom that they look at as a role model, a mom who is not constantly showing that she's flustered, a mom who knows how to maintain composure under stress, right? So all those things are important for me. So I really try my best to outsource and delegate as much as possible. I would say one other big thing for me is boundaries. So I try to say no when I can. I try to say yes when I can. Um, With regards to balancing my work and entrepreneurship, I give my work 100%. And it shows in my results, right? I'm leading some of the most profitable markets in the entire company right? I'm very intentional about that. It makes me feel good. I'm building my team, right? And then during my off days, I'm doing those entrepreneurship things. The things I do for entrepreneurship, I never woke up and said, oh, I want to just do this so I can become rich. Like, oh, I want to do this because I can make money. I did them because there were things I needed. I couldn't find. And so I started them, right? So it kind of helps to like help. It helps me to kind of channel my inner purpose. And that even makes me become a better person at work, right? And then I take that, all my learnings from work, I apply it to my business. I take my learnings from my business, I apply it to my work. So it's just this very good cycle that, you know, I keep fueling this part to fuel this part to fuel this part. That's really how I create the balance. Is it always easy? Of course not. But when you're doing it from a good place, it becomes easier. And then I also notice you get favor. You know, people can see that you're doing it from a good place. They want to support you. They believe in your dream. Um... So really, yeah, you know, that really helps me. And then I, I would say one more thing, though. My husband, I have to say yes. my husband, Kendra, you know him. Like, he's amazing. He really is that, like, yin to my yang. Like, he creates the balance for me. He reminds me when I should take my rest. He supports me in the best way possible. Even this podcast, right? I was like, oh, let me think about some things I could say, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, yeah, let's talk about this. Like, why aren't you making your, pumping yourself more? You know, like, he really believes in me. He pushes me in a good way. So, you know, I'm definitely blessed. I'm definitely fortunate. I'll be the first one to tell you that. And those are the things I really try to do to create a good balance um, and um, always working on it, always a work in progress. You know, you have just such a beautiful light and energy. And I, oh my gosh, it's just infectious. And I said to my husband, I said, oh my gosh, I really like them. Like we (laughs) have so much fun with you guys. And I'm just like, they are real people. And you even mentioned earlier about your spirit of hospitality and having been in your home and see how you nurture everyone. It really does shine through. And I think it's interesting because it's perfect professional women and moms. And, you know, there's so many people around us who are like, I'm doing everything for my children. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's okay to say like, let's outsource the things that could cause us to have friction. Let's be proud of the blessing that we have, that we can actually do that. And I kind of pause on it because, you know, we're very fortunate because not everybody can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we've been able to design our lives so that we can give 100% into our work, but we can also have those moments with our children where if we don't want to do the things that don't serve us in our relationship with them, let's find the ability to navigate it. And even if it's not 
for those who can't 100% outsource, there are things that you can focus on that you want to hone in on. And then I love how you talk about the betterment of ourselves. Like we can't get lost in our children in the same way we can't get lost in our work. And so I love this notion of prayer and meditation. And I'm like you, I love the morning. I'm doing 90 days of miracles that I write down because it's hard to stay grounded in the midst of everything that we're doing. And we have to check ourselves, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Kendra, just to even add to what you said, right? I really feel like a huge part of balance comes from really filling yourself up first. I always tell, I always tell people, I tell my teams at work, I tell my team in business, I tell my kids, you can only help, I can only help others when I fill my cup, right? You can't, you can't help from an empty cup. So you have to constantly be filling your own self and fueling your passions, fueling yourself, fueling your, your personality so that you can give to others and impact them in the ways that you're supposed to be. Because we all have a potential, high potential to have impact in the world we live in. But if we don't tap into ourselves, you know, and really fuel those things, we can't give back. So, yeah. Well, and, and I love how you talk about that because you give yourself so much grace And you also acknowledge, like, I'm doing the best I can. I went for a walk today. Could I exercise more? Yes, this is where (laughs) I am kind of right now. Um, It's funny because I was in a core power sculpt class and the teacher was talking about the intentionality of contentment and like being content with as far as you can go now, but knowing and having the patience to know you can go so much further, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. we know. And I want to get into this because you talked about fueling your passion. And Mm -hmm. so you have created two things that really speak to your passion. My Dream Big Club, which you started Mm -hmm. to talk about, I want to get into. And then the launch of Ammonia Silk. Mm -hmm. So let's start with how you've been able to take this passion and put it into building community through My Dream Club and then how that drove you to your own brand. Yeah. So my Dream Big Club really started from my husband and I being in Michigan, right? And just wanting the community of people to not just go out and party together, but actually sit down, have transformative conversations, support each other to dream big. Because we all come from different works of life, right? I'm a pharmacist. He's an engineer by background. We have friends who are surgeons. We have friends that are lawyers. We have, you know, social workers, teachers, everybody. Like, why don't we also come together to actually like see how we can help each other to better our lives and to be more than just our professions, right? So we had a friend in the group, for example, who is a orthodontist, but highly passionate about interior design. And we encourage that like, this is going to make you an even better person because you're fueling those other things you like. Like you have that creativity passion. And we actually gave her our home, the living room of our, the home we bought in Michigan to design. And she did a phenomenal job. Like I have to show you pictures when we see next seriously, but like just really believing in people, fueling the passions, right. was really what it is. And one defining moment for me, Kendra, with that was we started this from like our home, like 10 people. Then we moved on to a library, right. 20, 30, 40 people. And then we said, okay, you know what? We want to have a conference. We think we can have a conference. (laughs) So we actually ran a self-funded conference. Okay. And, um, It was so defining because it just showed me the importance of daring to dream big, right? Um, Because this was a conference where we had paid up front, guaranteeing at least 200 people, right? Um, We didn't get any sponsorship yet because we were new to this. We didn't know like, oh my God, you should really be looking out for all these things, right? It was self-funded. We're hoping to make back some money through tickets, right? But I would tell you, it was tough because, you know, when you're doing something like that, that big, right? People will see the value, but they also don't know you, right? Because it's not like we're coming back by Tony Robbins or something. So they were just like, you know, people were not buying tickets, Kendra. It was like three weeks before the conference. And we, for 200 tickets, I think we had probably only sold like 15 tickets. Wow. <laughs> so it was, oh, wow. it was like laughable because, I mean, the tickets were affordable, in my opinion, for a conference. I think it was about $200, right? Or 150 But still, people were just not putting their money behind what they believed in. So I kid you not, one thing I always tell entrepreneurs, keep working hard, keep being consistent because you never know who's watching. And of course, you know, I I went on my knees, Kendra, and I started praying. I'm like, God, please, like we already put money towards this. I need people to show up. And I kid you not, right? It started with my alma mater. They saw some of the stuff I was posting on social media and Cranes, Detroit, Cranes, the publishing agency actually picked up our story as well. And they reached out and were like, we want to send students 
like doctorate students to your program. That was like 50 right there. Bam. Another college in Michigan, we want to send people, you know, another organization just like that. We sold out on 200 tickets by like, I want to say like three days before the conference and more. So it was just one of those things where like we worked hard, we put in all the work, but I also prayed. I always say like, for me, I was like, God, just come through because we really believe in this. We're doing some great work, but we need people to show up and show out. Right. And then even after that, like after selling out, we got sponsorship from the Detroit Pistons. We got uh, a sponsorship from Greektown Hotel Casino that was hosting the conference. I mean, it was like legit. And it was just like a reminder for me, like you have to dare to dream big, right? If your dreams, I'm sure you've heard that saying, if your dreams are not scaring you, then maybe they're not big enough, right? And it was just, I really, really say this because as a mom of three kids and having a full-time job, okay? And what I didn't tell you, Kendra, is when I was doing this, I was also training for my full marathon. Oh my God. Yes. Yep. yep. I was training for a full marathon. I ran the full marathon. Yes. Crazy. Cause I'm not even a runner, but like, I was always feeling like, Oh my God, I can really do anything if I put my mind to it. Right. And it's not just me. That's really the key reminder here. Right. It takes a village, but part of doing anything is like also empowering people around you. Right. Making them feel like they can do it too. You know, delegating, trusting, believing, in your why. Yes. And um, it's really helped me because even with Almost Silk, right, which is a healthy hair and skin brand, it's something that, again, I started because I needed silk accessories for my kids. I couldn't find anything on the market. There were no viable options. I am a pharmacist. You know that. And as a pharmacist, they were using lots of steroids. And I know the side effects of these medications, especially on early childhood development. So I started looking for more lifestyle, non-pharmaceutical options. I stumbled upon mulberry silk. And I couldn't find any options in the market. I said, you know what? I'm just going to... Honestly, it was so frustrating because in the US, one in four children suffer from eczema. And over 50 million people have textured hair that's prone to hair loss. Yet, Mm -hmm. you couldn't find anything like this. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. Started researching, started designing, making it. And here we are now, right? Something I started for my kids. Parents were loving it too, asking for it. And now, you know, we're almost a year old. In fact, we'll be a year old tomorrow, officially. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But like, I mean, I think the key thing is always just remembering that, you know, if you have a passion to do something, the passion that comes from you and the impact that you're going to leave kind of exudes everywhere you go. So you just start to find helpers around you. And you have to talk about it too. You can't be doing your own thing by yourself. You have to talk about it. Yes. You have to let people know what you're doing. And be open to help. (laughs) Be open to help. So, yeah, I mean, those have been some very defining moments and really just overall pivotal stages in my life that helped me to just keep going. And I'm not stopping. Oh, of course you're not stopping. I mean, it's so phenomenal. And I, I completely agree with you. It's like you have to put the work in. We have to pray. For me, and I agree with you, prayer is the foundation, right? But we can't pray without the work on the other side. And I love how you said we we were working hard. We were doing our part, but I got down on my knees and prayed. And we have to be open to the abundance that's coming to us. And if we can create the pathways, if we can have the faith, and then it's really the trust that it's going to happen because mm-hmm. we're prayerful, because we've done the work. And it's just, it's so inspiring to hear that. And I love this quote that you gave. So you did the keynote for your alma mater. And one of your takeaways was be intentional about who you surround yourself with. And as you were telling that story, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's not just how you talk to your team, but it's also in everything that you do. And when you think about getting almost silk off the ground, how did you build and surround yourself with the right people to even help you find the mulberry silk? Talk about that journey. Oh my gosh. We could be here all day, Kendra. <laughs> I'm telling you, I w- I'll try to make it as brief as possible. Okay. Um, the key thing was I was determined to find a solution for my kids. So I went downtown LA. I'm sure you know, fashion district. It started with me shopping for pure silk. Even that was hard to find. Okay. I found my silk, cutting silk, making templates, making hand sewing my own, right? Realizing this is not going to work, right? It was, it was doing the job, but it wasn't going to work. 
rolled up my sleeves, got connected with some people on the internet, right, to outsource, to get silk from Turkey, China, Singapore. Yes. And again, leveraging my community because I have a friend who is in the apparel business and she gave me some good contacts, right? Good leads. You know, she was very sharing, open to share, which I want to also give back, right? I'm, I'm going to pay it forward as well. So that's where that community comes in, right? And then, um, you know, really just being very, we've, I've had so many like Zoom calls with my manufacturers, right? I've had so many, um, I've had consultation with people that are in the business, right? People that are in the t-shirt, just in the apparel business, getting ideas, whatnot. And ultimately, I think I've, I've been so determined to get this going because I really know the benefits it had for me. Not even just my, I'm not the one who had eczema. I'm not the one who had hair loss. My kids had bad eczema. In fact, my third one still has, I mean, it's, we're curbing it much better, but she still has it a little bit. And they had bad hair loss. And as a mom, I would take my kids out, especially the girls, and they would look bald, right? And it's like people will be asking, oh, oh your boy looks cute. No, it's not a boy, it's a girl. But I couldn't wear like cute accessories because everything on the market was like cotton, right? Or was like polyester. It was not, mm-hmm. it was, it would, it was not like silk, pure silk, which is hypoallergenic. Right. It would not cause any irritation. It's good for sensitive skin. So those things, you know, I was just so determined to find a way. I was walking the streets of L.A. <laughs> I, I found I even found manufacturers in L.A., but it was so expensive. Like there was no way I could run this as a business. Right. To especially when I'm thinking of mass producing and whatnot. And even the time leads of the turnaround was very hard as well. So it was very long. So, yeah, it was it's, it's definitely been a labor of love. Um, but we're here today, and the one you're wearing is actually the bonnet. It's the Omoya bonnet. All our products are made to ignite positive emotion when they're worn. Because for me, words of affirmation are a huge part of myself as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you're wearing the Omoya bonnet, which ignites loyalty and grace. And the reason why that bonnet is actually named after me is because I hate Ed bonnets. I hate it. When I tell you I would never wear a bonnet, <laughs> you can ask my husband. I think they're very unattractive. I think they leave a mark that is just not appealing. And I just don't like the puff thing. I mean, that's just my preference. Like, you know how we, those, I just was yes. never about it. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to, people kept asking me when I was making silk products, can you make a bonnet? I said, you know what, I'm going to design a bonnet that I actually want to wear. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. It definitely took a while. Because I started thinking, okay, I want this to be lined with silk all the way. I don't want any blend of cotton below it so that it doesn't leave a mark when you wear it. I also want my bonnet to be very versatile, right? I need to get on the plane, throw on my bonnet because, you know, I travel a lot. And I do throw on my bonnet on the plane. I don't wear it in the airport, but I throw it on (laughs) on the plane, right? Adjustable, whether my hair is in braids or my hair is natural or my hair is, you know, in a puff or my hair is up. Just like you said, I have an updo this bonnet works, right? I just put it on, I adjust the straps to the way I want it to be and it works. So, um, and then the hidden pockets too, right? It's clean. It's not like you just have a, a oh strap lanking down, you know, right. What I love about this is that you created it to really solve a problem. Mm-hmm. But then also when you say, I didn't want to wear a bonnet and I just, I love founders because the best things come from things that founders create to help them. Mm-hmm. And this strap and the flexibility, because I wear your bonnet when my braids are down, I wore this whenever I was doing in our, our previous episode, my, my wig with um, Parfait. Ooh. But it's just so flexible. So yes. I'm sorry, I cut you off because I just love it. So talk about this. <laughs> This is this technology um, we have not seen before, mm-hmm. and it really does make a difference. Yes, yes. So let's start with the elastic used, okay? So I'm married to an engineer, you know that, okay? <laughs> we used, I'm telling you, we had to do some math equations to find the right width and length, especially width, not so much length, right? But width of elastic that was comfortable because our products, we pride ourselves on healthy comfort and luxury right Mm -hmm. so the healthy part we already have we're using a purely natural product right fabric that is great for your hair and your skin the luxury part is you know it's the durability right it it lasts forever um i mean you you can throw that in the washing machine i'll still be fine i shouldn't be saying that but i'm just telling you that's how good quality it is seriously right 
And then the comfort part, that elastic band you're seeing, we actually engineered it to make sure that it created comfort when worn by both kids and adults. So the width is intentional. It's not thin, so it doesn't like roll under your head. And it's also not too thick. It's also not too thick, so it doesn't create any kind of headache. That's one. We also use a knit fabric to make that elastic. And that knit is also much better when you're making apparels, especially for the head. So you can Google elastics. There's a whole different type. There are different, many different elastics you can use. Knit elastics are the best. So we purposely use that as well. And then the pocket you see where you tuck in the elastic, right? That was something that came after because I just made it with the elastic initially because we're always, we're always, right? This is, this is version 3.0. There's going to be a 4.0, right? The iPhones we were using in 2010, it's not the same ones we're using now, right? So we're always upgrading. And honestly, I even have another upgrade that I'm thinking about with that, where I want to put like a Velcro there so that even when you tighten it, then the Velcro also secures your tightening. So I'm constantly thinking and innovating and always, you know, willing to share because for me, I really feel like at the end of the day, right, the market is huge enough for all of us. I just really want to create products that are solving a real problem and still allowing people to feel very healthy, feel very comfortable, and just feel very luxurious. So when I wear my when I wear my bonnet, Kendra, it's not just for um, sleeping. I wear it like when I'm at home, and I don't want to have my hair on my face. I put on my bonnet, right? Um, dare I say I wear it to drop off my kids at school sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you dare say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like so secure. Yeah. And then it's always in my, I have two. I have one in my travel bag. So when I'm in the airplane, throw on my bonnet, go to sleep, right? It just takes the hair out of my face. It's comfortable. It's light. It's easy. It doesn't like, you know, it's it's a great fabric. And um, I always use my pouch. So all our products come with a very nice, beautiful bag, beautiful. right? Yep. So we put it in there just to secure your, your luxury goods, right? You don't want to just throw that in your purse. You don't want your pen leaving marks. You don't want your, you don't want your pins to snag on the fabric, right? So just throw it in that pouch. Very secure, very beautiful. And you can put other things in it as well. Oh, it just makes me so happy because I think about this category. And like you said, 50 million people have textured hair. One in four children have eczema. Yet and still the products are not evolving, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think about some of the bonnets and you're right. It's like, you want to feel beautiful. You want to feel luxurious. Like whenever you're going to bed and you don't want that elastic band giving you all of these different things. And so there's just so much mindfulness, the healthy, the luxury, like it's, such a fantastic product. And thank you. This also goes back to, oh my goodness, you and your husband. And I loved how when you were talking about everything, the role that he plays. And I just have to tease you because at one point it was you had to find a photographer. So you had your Instagram husband. And now <laughs> it's about an engineer who can help you <laughs> take your vision and create something that truly, I mean, It's changing the way that I think we're going to care for our hair and even thinking about a fabric like the mulberry silk, right? Mm -hmm. And so many Mm -hmm. people have cut corners and it's those corners that are causing our hair to come out, that are causing us to not feel comfortable in our own skin. Absolutely. You know, so much of it is it's more than a product. And I feel like what you've done is truly it's more than a product. So I just have to gush over you. And I do want to, because you mentioned the traveling piece Mm -hmm. and how this goes with you when you travel, whether you're here, talk about the role of travel and all of these international experiences. I mean, you yourself, and we talked about this with the kids in boarding school, British school in Togo, Africa, you then went to Oxford University in the UK, you went to UMICH in the US, and then you're just constantly on the road and living these experiences. So what role has that played in shaping your identity as well as your business thesis? Great question, Kendra. Like my travel experiences, I would say has heavily shaped who I am today. I'm so blessed and fortunate to have had the opportunity, right? I started with boarding school at a very young age. Um, in fact, I lost my mom, unfortunately, at the age of 10. And I went to boarding school right after. And it really also just helped me because I, I just being around people, right? 
knowing that people are from different works of life, um, being out of my own bubble. Because when you're at home, you know, you see what your siblings are doing. You, you, you know that, right? But once you go to boarding school, you start to see what people have learned from their own different homes. And you get the opportunity to pick and choose the things you like to make you a better person, right? So I would say that's starting with that. And then studying in Africa, studying in Europe, studying in, in, in now North America, right? Where I am today. It's like, it's opened my eyes tremendously to many different cultures, many different backgrounds. Kendra, I can hear you speak a language and I can almost guess where you're speaking. I may not know the language. Like, no, seriously, I had some guys that were moving furniture for us in my house here in LA. And one of them was speaking to the other one. And I was like, are you guys speaking Serbian? And he was like, I was like, like, I'm like, yeah, because one of my best friends is Serbian. Like, are you speaking Russian? Like, I just can't tell what language you're speaking because I've been immersed in environments with people that are from many different places. So many different, I get, I got, I've gotten exposed to different works of art, music, culture, diverse background. And honestly, even the dream big part, I keep talking about dreaming big because like you think you're onto something when you're doing your own thing. But when you see other people and see how they do it, you're learning. Like I even learned from you, Kendra, because you're talking about me traveling. You're the queen of travel, in my opinion. I cannot come close. I'm serious, right? But it's like somehow you still find time to manage Tiara. You still find time to manage this podcast. You still find time to manage Brain Trust Founder Studio. Like all that exposure for me as a mom, seeing other moms like you do it, seeing other people do it, you know, just having that total exposure continues to fuel me every day. So I'm so grateful. I'll tell you that I really am grateful because like, Every time I, I work into, I walk even with my work, like right right now as a VP of a Fortune 500 company, think about it. Like I've had meetings for like the past three weeks, back to back where I walk into meetings, I'm overseeing meetings. And a lot of times people don't look like me, Kendra. Like I've walked into rooms where I'm the only person that looks like me. Literally, it'll be like 30 people and I'm the only one that looks like me. But I can relate to people from many different backgrounds. It's like we're all one. I can connect with you, right? I can see you and I can talk about your shoes. I can talk about your hair. I can talk about the way you write. I can talk about the language you speak. Those connecting pieces really has helped me be like a huge relationship builder in everything I do. And it's really blessed me because I'm comfortable when I walk into spaces. I know that I'm comfortable with knowing that I may walk into a space and I don't know what to expect because I know I would adapt right? The adaptability yes. comes from the exposure. So I'm so grateful. And I really hope that I can give my kids the same experience because yeah, it really just teaches you about like how to navigate life on your own. Yes. Thank you for that shout out because we're oh, always yeah. like trying to make it here and there and doing the best that we can and really to be of service. Like whenever you're doing something and you know that it's supporting other people that your work matters and that their work matters and that it's a ripple effect. You know, I remember, and I can't believe it's been a year when we were at the playground with the kids and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start this brand. And I'm like, wait, you got to join the studio. Yes. And literally like you joining and then you got in and then like you launched this amazing brand. And that's the power of how you even started this, the power of community and the power of intentionality and the power of prayer to make sure that the people that we're supposed to be connected to, we really get connected to them and that we lean into it and that mm -hmm. all of our lived experiences, no matter where we are, where we are from, like we can all learn something from each other. And so it just truly warms my heart. And it's an honor to call you Dr. Phillips. <laughs> Kendra, I, can, I, can I give Brain Trust Founder Studio a shout out though? Because I have to. So you may not know this, but like you guys have so many, if you're not a part of this and you're a black beauty or wellness founder, you really need to be a part of it. I'm not just saying it because I know you, you are invested in seeing black beauty and wellness founders succeed. It's obvious. It's apparent. Like Joining Brain Trust for me has been a pivotal part of just excelling even in my business as well. You may not know it directly, but I'm sharing because even the events you throw, right? Being with other founders, we exchange information, we support each other. You're creating a hub of people that support each other, not just business builders, but 
actually supporting each other, right? And then you have all the seminars constantly teaching people how to run your business, teaching you how to tell your story of your brand. You have a great team working behind. All this is necessary. And that's why I speak back to community because I'm not just running my business successfully by myself. Like there's an impact of being in groups like Brain Trust Founder Studio, right? It's been a huge blessing. And then listening to your podcast, oh my goodness, like I get inspiration. Like there was one person you were interviewing and I was like, oh my God, they're so clear on what their brand does. And that day I was so motivated because I was running and listening to it. I got back to my room and I was like, bam, I need to be clear on what my brand is delivering. I need to be clear. I need three sentences. I need to be clear. Like just things like that, like the motivation that comes with the entire cohort of everything that you're doing is just amazing. So I have to say a huge thank you to you and your team. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I get so emotional about it because it's just, I care so much. I really do. And I just appreciate it because mm -hmm. I, I know what it's like, like creating something and being so passionate and then like, who do I turn to and how lonely it can be. And mm -hmm. I always like say to the founders, we're going to put everything into it. And you have to meet us on the other side, right? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I've learned too is that like, I can't want it more than the other person mm. and I can want it. And as long as the other person wants it, then they're going to receive everything that we're giving them. So I get choked up because it just makes me so happy. That's why I was like, I can't believe it's been a year since we were talking okay, about it yeah. and you continue to show up. And so thank you for that acknowledgement and the team appreciates it. And you even said there's like room for, for everybody, right? The uniqueness of what we're all doing. So I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. And on a lighter note, girl, can we please talk about your wedding? Because <laughs> I cannot let you get off the show because one of the things that you did not talk about is you were bustling down the streets of LA as you were figuring out your manufacturing, looking for your silk, bringing in your husband to help you design the strap, was that you were also a designer and you designed your own dress. Oh and let me tell you this that you may not know. When So for, for all the listeners, Dr. Phillips came through in such a big way for our school, for our children, for our community during COVID. And I'll never forget, she was literally helping everybody get vaccinated. And so Aww. I'm texting her and she's like, I got everybody in the school. Everybody in the school is getting vaccinated. So I'm texting her like, help. she's helping us. She's like, just go here. Just go to write it. I got you, got you. So I'm Googling her. Like, who is this amazing woman who has single-handedly made sure the entire school is vaccinated? And I go on Essence and I'm like, what, what, who is this celebrity in this gorgeous spread for her Nigerian-American wedding? And then I find out that you have a design background. Oh so not gosh. only is it the wedding of the year, not only are you saving children and lives, but you are also a designer. So before I let you go, please talk about that. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to tell you, um, my, my design nature is just being like innate, right? Like in the sense of like, I was born in a Nigerian culture. I lived in Lagos, Nigeria, which... If you know anything about us Nigerians, fashion is a huge part of our identity, right? How you present yourself, um, how you're intentional about how you style yourself. And then we have, like, you saw my, I mean, if you saw the wedding pictures, right? Like, people yes. are coordinating colors, people are coordinating outfits. So it's, it's just like by virtue of being Nigerian, you're immersed in that. And then I have two very fashion forward sisters. I mean, my one sister is like a big time, like artist, like has the eyes for beauty, fashion, all that kind of stuff. So she definitely inspires me. And then my mom in the, in the short time that I got to spend with her was very fashion forward as well. So as a kid, I would just draw like, you know, pictures of like, little girls wearing dresses and I would even draw things that I like to wear. So I would get inspiration from the magazines, you know, back then, you know, you have all those magazines, you're going through all of them. I'll cut them out, paste them, get inspiration, tweak my own design a little bit. Um, so I've always just had that in me. I think partly also just largely I would say from being Nigerian, we have events all the time and everybody's trying to come with their own, you know, difference in outfit okay <laughs> trying to come with your own bazaars right for lack of a better word and um you just have to get creative 
So I kind of understand my body shape, my body type. So I try to make sure that I'm influencing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shedding light on the parts that I really am proud of and then minimizing the parts that, you know, so like I would wear, I would wear things with vertical, like stripes versus things with horizontal stripes because I want to look a little bit slimmer versus wider. Nothing wrong with looking wider, but that's just my preference, right? So like just being very intentional about different designs, different prints, how I cut the fabric, spending time with the actual craftsman, with the actual tailor or seamstress, like spending time with them, like, hey, tweak this. Um, so yeah, a lot of it has just come from just learning, experimenting, designing things for myself, for my kids. Um, yeah, that's, that's really it. It's always from a place of need. It's always been a place of need. I think that's what it is. It's always been from a place of need. Well, I love it. I mean, the boldness and the confidence to do it and the creativity. And you're right. I remember like the tear sheets, you're like tearing. I used to have piles and piles of like tears from the magazine. So I love that. I just could not one shout you out for just, I mean, I just still remember that text message and like, everyone being scared and you taking care of the entire community of the school. And then just my Googling and being like, Oh, she's amazing. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing, for sharing that happy anniversary to you guys. I know it was like recent, so thank it's you. really um, exciting. And as we wrap up the show, I have two last things. So you talked about your defining moment, mm-hmm. but what is your word of 2023? What is my word? I would say it's probably tied along the lines of build. Yes, I'm constantly building on myself. I'm investing in myself more because I want to keep morphing into the best version of myself. I'm building my family, right? I'm really trying to nurture the things that my kids are really good at and building them to become great citizens of the world. Um, I'm building my marriage. I'm trying to be intentional with spending quality time with my kids and with my husband. Not necessarily quantity, right? Because we're all busy, but just quality in the times that we get to be together. Um, I'm very intentional in building at work, building my team constantly, you know, constantly developing my team, making sure that they are also becoming the best selves. I'm always telling my team, like, you need to invest in yourself. It's hard in this business that we're in, right? But you need to step back every night and just give yourself some kudos for the good things you've done today because the work never ends. Um, I'm constantly building my community. You know, we're still fairly new to LA because we got here like right before the pandemic and we're not going to count 2020 or 2021. So technically I've only been in LA for maybe two years. (laughs) So still building my community. I'm so happy with the community I found in my kids' school, community at church, community in my neighborhood. We We live in an amazing neighborhood, great neighbors. I'm blessed. So I'm constantly building. That would be my word for the year. Building to just become a better version of myself and building to have everybody around me constantly also show up as their best self as as much as possible. I love that because some people could say, oh my goodness, you've accomplished so many things and there's always so much more to build upon. And in all facets of our life, we want to continue to build. So I, I love that word. And as we close out, We are about community here, as you know, uh, your pillar, my pillar. And so we always shout out another brand that we're excited about, that we should check out and that we should support. So what's your brand support? Ah, let me think. Okay, so I have to shout out a Black-owned business. I'm going to shout out Amikole because they've been coming up on my feed so much. I honestly don't even know the founder or anything. I just... It keeps coming up on my feed and I eventually bought because that's what happens when you market, market, market. Um, But the product is amazing. I mean, like I put it on my lips and it lasts all day long, even when I'm eating. So I'm so proud of that founder. I'm not even sure who you are, but great job. You know, (laughs) definitely happy about that. I also want to shout out uh, another founder who's also part of Brain Trust. I want to shout out Azine from Skin Muse because, oh my God, that those butters are divine. I think she has one that's even called divine. <laughs> so yes. I'm telling you, every time I have a friend who's pregnant or had a baby or something, I buy that product and I ship it to them. And I don't know if she's even noticed this because I don't know if she manages all that fulfillment for herself. But oh my goodness, I have friends who have bought this product for and I've visited them and I'm seeing like 10 bottles. I'm like, what's going on? 
and they're like, oh yeah, it finished. I mean, you bought us like three. So no, we bought like 10 after. Right. So I'm so happy for her because like clearly the product is working because there's nothing better than a repeat buyer, right? Um, someone who really believes in your product in that way. So great job to Azina. And she's also a super supportive founder, always plugging you in. So I have to give her a shout out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love both of these. So Giada, who's the founder of Amicole, was literally in the first like few podcasts that I did of the show Wow! Um, as she was launching. And we talked about her preparing to launch. And so it has just been so exciting to see her grow and to be so supportive and she just had a little baby and then um as an a who we've been able to spend so much time with like my skin muse is right there i get out of the shower and it is right there um (laughs) and just powerful powerful founders and people who are just so supportive of others and really putting new products like yourself into the world that we all need so I love your shout outs. Thank you for your time. Thank you for my gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, innovative. It's like, and it just feels good, everybody. It just feels so good. Um, But thank you for being you. And thank you for your intentionality. Thank you for the prayers um, and the support. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kendra. I'm so honored. Thank you. And every week I share an influencer founder that I'm checking out. And this week, thank you, Dr. Phillips. Make sure to follow at Skin Muse. That is at S-K-N-M-U-S-E, a beauty cosmetics and personal Black-owned premium beauty brand for skin and body care. And as always, I love to leave you with one thing from each of my guests. And today... The question is, how will you invest in yourself? Dr. Phillips said that her word of 2023 was build. And she said, we constantly need to be investing and building to be the best version of ourselves. And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode and we love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast. And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a mean old line media production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.